Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. Don, we should fill you in on who Omar is. Sure. Let me let me give you the background here. So he's listener Omar. Omar um, Omar's one of my personal. He he is my personal favorite emailer. I love everybody who emails. It's great. But Omar hit us out of nowhere with a, his first email to us was a story, and it was like well told. He calls us scumbags, but it's very complimentary by the end of each email. It's very fun. So anytime we get an email from Omar, it was like, oh, what's going on? Then. Uh, there was a time where we kind of stopped reading his emails. <laughs> Donna may have said something that made Omar in the moment feel like, oh, maybe Donna doesn't like me. Lies. So then he ghosted us and stopped listening. Then I reached out to him on Instagram said, Omar, where are you? He explained what happened. It's now water under the bridge. All is forgiven and all is uh, clearly understood now. Sounds so we're back on speaking terms with Omar and we won him back as a listener. So... I follow this guy on Instagram, and I see that he puts out a uh, he he puts out a, a notice of a book that he wrote called A Little Big Lie, and it's a kids book, and I'm not sure who did the animation. It is 14 pages, ages five to eight are good for this, and here's the description. I just found it on Amazon. Ezra is five years old, and his world has just come crashing down. You see, his best friend lied to him. And now he's deciding what he should do about it. His mom gives him some good advice, but will he listen? Hmm. And who will go on adventures with him if he no longer has a best friend? So then I scroll down, and it shows you Omar. And, and, and longtime listeners of the show know this guy. Uh, he writes in his own bio, the only thing better than hearing a great story is being able to tell one. I'm an avid storyteller who notably isn't so great with spelling. <laughs> I think that's funny to have in your bio. He says, I'm lucky enough to be able to share a bit of my imagination with you through this platform. So he's got a book out, Donna. That is fantastic. Who knew? And it's at your reading level. You could crush this. Yeah. We could all tear through this as a team one night, 14 (laughs) pages, check a box, say we finished something that we started. Thank you, New Jersey public school system. Uh, This is really really good for Omar. You know what we should do? Congratulations, Omar. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send us I'm gonna send this link over, okay? Yep. Sure. And, and then we'll maybe we can put it up on the show links page. Oh and guys, you could go out. It's three ninety. What is it? Three ninety nine. You can get this book. Three ninety nine on your Kindle. Bang. Maybe he'll send us a copy. Donna. What? <laughs> I forgot. We're not accepting mail. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> There's been a mail carrier here. I haven't had dry cleaning done in a month. Oh, man. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I got to pick mine up today. Oh, good. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I, I got my um, my down comforters oh. cleaned oh, up. They can get a little, yeah, after they, a while. Yeah, they get a little. After a while. You don't okay. put a duvet cover over it. Did you say a du- well, duvet Well, I'm sorry, cover? duvet. I do. You do? Normally, but the duvet cover I was using got ripped, so... By I had dog. been Wild using night? it. Uh, yes, Dawn. <laughs> With a Labrador. <laughs> Rude, oh. but true. Um, yeah, no, it was ripped, so I stopped using it, and then yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it on like that, and then it got all schmutzy. So thanks for reminding me, wow. Steve. Steve, now yeah. what is this that I see about <laughs> spaghetti squash? This is just for you, Donna. Donna loves spaghetti squash. Love it. I love spaghetti squash, but I've only had it less than five times in my whole life. And I think two of the times it's been on Twin Cities Live. Do you know that the only reason that I've tried spaghetti squash for the first time last year because Elizabeth Reese told me about it. And I'm like, oh, "Oh." like I didn't understand why it was called spaghetti squash. Now I do. And I eat it all the time. Love it. Well, here's the, the, the problem is that my my wife has not been a fan of spaghetti squash. And I had long tried to talk her to her, like, just try it. And here's, a, I had the killer recipe, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she surprised me last night and said, I got, I got dinner ready. It's something with spaghetti squash. It was like a, it was like a, a spaghetti squash hot dish. Kind of like a, uh, what are we saying here? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Come on, the... Uh, a pasta hot dish. A, what's the word? I'm th- what is it? A casserole? Yeah, but specifically, it, but baked ziti. Oh. Kind of like a baked ziti <laughs> situation. Okay, yeah. That's a there great was, way to eat it. There was cheese involved, there was meat involved, and there was spaghetti squash. Uh, we could have used a little more salt and pepper, we found out after the fact, but you can always add salt. You can never take it away. That's right, Steve. So it was fabulous, and I thought, I wonder if little Donna Valentine, all the way out in Weeblo, West Bloomington, is she eating her spaghetti squash? I'm eating too? it tonight, and I had it last week too. And I kind of did something similar. I um I put my turkey yum yum on top of it What's with a little that? Parmesan cheese. I don't think I know what turkey. So yum turkey is. yum yum is um my, I guess you could call it turkey um chili. Oh, okay. So it's just you know ground turkey. Okay. Instead of ground beef. Where, okay. Why? Do and you I call make it, it yum yum. I don't know because I just kind of invented it myself, and then it kind of turned into a chili kind of thing. Huh? Turkey yum. I just throw it in the pan and then just start adding stuff to it, and so that's why it was turkey yum yum. Well, because you never know that, what it's going to be. Look, you're doing tur- ground turkey on top. We did ground meat on top. Either way, this. And I said to my wife at the end of the night, "Isn't it great?" That you had that, and it kind of tastes like spaghetti, but there were no carbs. It doesn't taste anything like spaghetti. Well, that's what she said as well. <laughs> I I was <laughs> like, no, but you know what I mean. Like it's like a stringy. It does the stringy thing. It doesn't. Yes. It tastes like whatever you put on. Sure. So if you put if you put red pasta sauce on there, sure, it would probably taste kind of like spaghetti because it's stringy. Okay. Uh, it okay. I, I accept it's like that. A zoodle, Remember you know? when I made you try uh, shirataki? I do remember. And that. you didn't like it though. Awful, hated it. Okay, so shirataki, that it's a it's a noodle that noodle. looks like spaghetti. It doesn't have any flavor. Wasn't it crunchy? 
No, I, you didn't like the texture because it's um, maybe you thought it was mushy. Okay. But I, I think it's a, and it's got like Dawn. This stuff has got like twenty calories for an entire huge plate. That now, is that's true. That's what I love about spaghetti squash too. Is that it's very. I mean, this yep. is. You can have a great meal. It's vegetables. I'll eat. Can, yeah, I put you could do a all whole kinds of stuff squash. on top. I'll yeah. eat an entire squash by myself. Yeah, well, yeah. Couldn't you just have the spaghetti squash and then bring it and just take the squash with you as its own bowl? <laughs> yeah, and spa- you yes. know, fork it I, out of there. I put olive oil on it though, so yes. it'd be like that's greasy, what I do, and then it'll slip out of your hands, and then all no. of a sudden your spaghetti squash is in someone's lap. Oh man, yeah. when's our cookbook coming out? Oh <laughs> so goodness, right? it's all it's uh, there's a spaghetti squash chapter, uh, turkey yum yum chapter. And then probably just the uh, the cookie post cake for dessert. Uh, don't forget the shirataki noodles. Oh, shirataki. Sorry, I forgot Yes. That. Uh, you could find that where you find, like, salad dressings. Thank you. When we come back, oh, my gosh, has Steve got a bag full of things that make us go, huh? They're a weird bunch today. Although one of these, this drunk basket that exists or existed... In Turkey, when I saw the picture, I thought, oh, I could see Donna getting down in this. I'll explain what a drunk basket is oh. and why I think Donna would fit so perfectly in one. Coming up after the break on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment coming up at 1130 today. It's a throwback Thursday. Woo! Music trivia. Steve quizzes me on my musical knowledge. I always win. Always. You've never gotten an answer wrong. I think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) Maybe once. the undefeated streak going. I know. And thank you for all the hints. They're really helpful. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, bruh? Uh, You ever been to Turkey, Donna? I have not. Turkey yum yum. But mm. I do like me some turkey yum yum. Turkey yum yum. I can't believe that you made up the name for turkey yum yum. That was just you in your kitchen like, oh, this is yum yum. This is my turkey yum yum. Yeah. And then it stuck. Yes. I think you could have fit in in Turkey in the 1960s. They had a thing back then called the drunk basket. So this is like back in Istanbul, they would hire someone to carry drunk people back home. So what I want you to imagine, <laughs> oh, what I want I you to it. imagine is like a, a guy, stretcher. <laughs> but, but, but no, 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 even, even, an even better visual than that. In fact, if you click on the link, it's the second story down, you will see this guy in like a wicker basket, kind of like a basket, a big basket you'd have in the corner of your living room to put throw blankets in. But instead they just put the drunk guy in it and then there's shoulder straps on it. So someone else uh, puts it around the shoulders. You're in the drunk basket. And then they would walk you home. Kind of like they do at the Renaissance Festival. Oh, what do they do there? They, don't, they have people, they carry you to your car. They don't no. carry you, but you sit on this thing and then they put it over their shoulders. Oh, okay. And they'll give you a ride. I don't see a link, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. It's under polar bear jails. All takes you to the same place. Oh, I and look see. and see. Scroll down. Second picture. Okay. This is you oh. in a basket yelling at somebody. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I never said that. Oh, so wait a second. So You're the guy in the basket. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. This is like um, 
So he's getting like a a horsey back ride. Yeah. Um, but in a basket, like a wicker basket. It's kind of like a thing that you put your baby in if it were facing, if it were in front of you. It's like you a it. snuggy thing. Kind of like a baby Bjorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on your back. <laughs> How's that guy fit in there? Yeah. I think when you're drunk, you're a little more flexible. You're just like, you can like sort of, you can, you become a little more claymation than normal. And look at the guy in the background of the picture too, looking like, oh, it's him again. Uh huh. Never seen him walk home under his own power. And that could have been you, Donna, in Istanbul. Oh man, that would have been something else, huh? Now I tell you this about polar bears. I know that Alexis has a real love affair with panda bears. That's right. But they have less... Uh, I think less of an instinct to kill you as people. They eat bamboo shoots. Polar bears want to rip your heads off. Mm. There's a thing that is a polar bear jail, also known more PC as a polar bear holding facility. This is a special building in Churchill, Manitoba, where polar bears that are considered troublesome or dangerous, aren't they all? are isolated before they can be relocated. So before establishing the facility, polar bears, who were considered dangerous, used to be shot. Ka-pow. Bye-bye. The premise is that the extended captivity would create a sense of danger for the bears, so in, in turn they will then be reluctant to approach the town of Manitoba. So they're like, hey, last time I did that, I was in a really long time out. So then the polar bear lives, but with a sense of fear. Oh, this is a lot like parenting. Yeah. You put them in a timeout so that they know. You know, there's, I can't remember which zoo it is, but is it Como? The one that, so they have a polar bear. It's probably the Minnesota Zoo. I think it's the Minnesota Zoo. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's great. Because he's underwater. Swims a lot. So, and you get to look at him through glass yeah. And he gets to the end, and then he flips over, and then, you know how you do when you're swimming? You get to the, you know, you get to the edge of the pool, and if you're underwater, you flip over, and then you kick off again. Yeah. He does that, and it's hilarious, just over and over and over again. If you get a chance to see it, something else. Boy, I love the zoo. Love the zoo. I like the zoo, too. I feel like a child when I'm at the zoo. I love seeing the seals. And Love the shows. The a lot of monkeys. Love the monkeys. Monkeys are good. Love the monkeys. The Queen of England is the only person alive to have ever eaten British chocolate. In 1932, a factory in York tried growing cacao plants in the inhospitable British. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply weather what a way to describe it but harvested only enough for one small chocolate bar which they presented to elizabeth the second huh i know wow so that's the only <laughs> don said wow i know uh, i love anything about the royals are you royal obsessed uh, kind of yeah yeah i need to know everything i do well, too she's the only one who ever ate a british chocolate bar wow Here's a Radio Shack fun fact. Okay. Moment of silence for Radio Shack. I think there's Shacks. still a Radio Shack in Moose Lake, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I am mistaken. Or can they just not get the grime underneath the old sign that used to be on the brick wall? You know how like sometimes you can't get it off whenever you bring oh, off those big yeah, block Oh, yeah, that could letters? be. That could be. Is that still a Baby's R Us? No, that's a Coles. It's been a Coles for nine years. <laughs> David Edmondson lied on his resume to get a position as vice president of marketing at Radio Shack in the 90s. He worked his way up over 11 years to become the CEO of Radio Shack and then had to resign in disgrace after oh. it was revealed that his resume was falsified. No way. What a bummer. What's our lesson, kids? Don't lie on your resume. I guess. I don't know. What? I don't remember the last time I wrote a resume. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't know how to make a resume. Oh, really? I've worn it ready to go at all times in different fields. <laughs> but you know, uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, in this business, you really don't need a resume. Your your demo is your resume. Uh-huh. You know, I got one of those cares. ready to go at all yep. times as well. Well... You never know. It's true. It's, it's like like uh, like a, a jump seat or something like, or an, an emergency ejection seat in a plane. Dawn's ready. Like the flight is going great, but if I start to feel a little bit of a rumble, you will see me just <laughs> skyrocket through the ceiling of this aircraft. Yeah, always be prepared. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. I'm going to take you back to 1933. What do you think of this? There was a proposed amendment to the United States Constitution that would have put a limit of $1 million on personal wealth. In the wake of the Great Depression, many Americans developed more socialist values and believed that personal wealth should be limited to avoid such an issue from happening again. So imagine if Bill Gates right now went from whatever his net worth is to a million dollars. Jeff Bezos down to a million dollars. I don't know what they do with all the money share it with the rest of us i guess thanks for bringing those steve that was absolutely. fun. absolutely hey when we come back um my favorite mo- i'll tell you about it oh i'm so excited my favorite movie is going to have a little reunion and everybody's going to be part of a podcast for the 20th anniversary hmm. steve do you know what movie i'm talking about your favorite movie oh goodness gracious like Dazed this... and confused? <laughs> Swing in the dark there. Nope, nope, nope. Um, Can you give me a hint? Um, Kate Hudson is in it. <gasps> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Nope. Oh, God, please no. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, oh Dawn does gosh. not like rom-coms. 
Oh, that's because she's a she has a blood capsule in her mouth right now. She's ready to bite it open. She'll tell what? us about vamp. She's gonna tell us about vampires and her why she's so excited about what's about to happen in the world of television. That comes up in the ten o'clock hour. Huh. And digress. Um, the answer is almost famous. I love this movie so never much. Oh, Steve, you have to see it. Um, so this is Kate Hudson, Cameron Crowe. He uh, wrote and directed this movie. Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Jason Lee, Zoe Deschanel, Jimmy Fallon is going to be a part of this. Peter Frampton, Nancy Wilson of Heart, because she's married to Cameron Crowe. Um, this is a beautiful movie. I love it so much. It's a coming-of-age movie about... Which you love. I do. And it's about 15-year-old William. It's based on Cameron Crowe's own experiences. Um, he landed a, an assignment from Rolling Stone, who has no idea that he's 15 years old. But here he's going to be... Uh, they're going to be reuniting on uh, James Andrew Miller's Origins podcast. They came out with a teaser... Or a promo for it. And here is how it goes. So, Russell, what do you love about music? To begin with, everything. I am a golden god! Hi, this is Jim Miller. And Origins is back. He called me and he's like, well, everybody's out. (laughs) And I said to Cameron, I'm like, Cameron, I'm not going anywhere. I am making this movie. You tell me when. This doesn't come around very often. And I want to be in this movie. Origins, Chapter 6, Almost Famous Turns 20. You made friends with them. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. (laughs) To celebrate Almost Famous 20th anniversary, We've managed to put the band back together again, including the director and writer of the film, Cameron Crowe himself. Plus, Kate Hudson, Francis McDormand, Billy Crudup, Jason Lee, Patrick Fugit, Zoe Deschanel, Jimmy Fallon, rock stars Peter Frampton and Nancy Wilson, and more. It became our life for six months, and we really went there with each other. Pretty much from day one, we were just locked in. Playing a rock star, it's not gonna get better than that. In my heart, I'm rock and roll. They had made my experience pretty incredible. It's what it's like to be a fan, to love some band so much that it hurts. Almost Famous, the project that brought them all together, was a semi-autobiographical film based on Cameron Crowe's early life. And it would be his first film after scoring a smash success with Jerry Maguire. It's a first movie that I don't think I was able to tell, and I also didn't have the money to tell it when I was first starting out. Hmm. That That's a great. little bit of it. It's, oh man, I'm so excited. Sounds like a good podcast, too. I know. I think um, Miller has uh, his origins series, as he calls it, uh, have done like histories on Curb Your Enthusiasm, ESPN, Sex and the City. Uh, Saturday Night Live. He's done some stuff on. So. Well, he he is he's the author of one of my favorite books of all time, which is the his book on ESPN. It's called ESPN. Those guys have all the fun. It is a great book. He also wrote more recently uh, the book Powerhouse: uh, The Untold Story of Hollywood's Creative Artists Agency, mm, which yeah. I've been halfway done with for 
I think three years. Some someday you'll finish check it. that box. Yep. But he's he's a really wonderful storyteller, and what he likes to do in his books is touch base with as many people as possible who can give their perspective to then tell that story. And he and he in his books does it in their own voice. So it's almost like his books are just big, long interviews, bouncing back person to person to person, and then he has a paragraph that weaves it to the next 17 pages that are one person's perspective to another. And that sounds sort of like the layout of yeah. this podcast. Yeah, it just it sounds like a documentary on the movie, you know, but hearing from all the players and then hearing from people who know the people. I love it. In this movie, Elizabeth Reese just uh, texted us. Love oh, Almost hi, Famous. Oh my I'm so gosh. glad you played that trailer. And that wasn't even the whole trailer. So we'll uh, link that up for you at mytalk1071.com. But this movie, if you're a music lover, if if you love coming of age films, it's just, I love it. It's a lovely, a lovely film. It's funny. It's touching. It's about, it takes place in the 70s. So mm-hmm. it's like 1973, I think. Yes. Um And... Kate Hudson plays a groupie named Penny Lane. Who they affectionately call Band-Aids. Yes. Yes. That's funny. Uh And um, Frances McDormand plays the mother of the Rolling Stones uh, kid who's writing the article. She's hilarious. One of the best scenes in the movie involves her yelling at the guy in the band uh, on a payphone. (laughs) So funny. Uh, Anyway, so Steve, please see it. Do you know... That that movie, I was surprised to find out, is two hours and 42 minutes long. Doesn't feel like it. Oh. I, didn't, I, I guess list. I never I realized that. It's like The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> That's like four hours. No, I really didn't realize this was that long. If the, You know. know how when there's a movie that comes on like a Sunday afternoon or something, if this movie's ever on, I can Stop. never walk away from it. Yep. Yeah. That's a good question. What's that movie that if you see it's on, you just stop and watch? That's a great question, Steve. We'll ask it some other day. Maybe tomorrow. What's our Facebook question today? Uh, What is is an everyday task that you find oddly satisfying? We're already getting a lot of responses on our Facebook page. Um, So we'll get to that a little more formally sometime in the 11 o'clock hour. But go there and... Let us know what you think. Now, I started my morning off weird, so I like do all my prep, and then I uh, I take Don's advice, which was, hey, check out the GQ article on Robert Pattinson. Oh. And it was a weird way to start my day because he seems like his head is a blender. Yeah. What do you mean? Like he's just... <sighs> You should read the article. It's it's a you know it's a GQ article, so it's a, a bit of a lengthy article. But he is so he is so weird. knowingly weird, yes, disheveled not only in appearance but in thought <laughs> and in, in in communication style. He starts and stops and starts and stops. It's it's weird. It's this the the GQ writer is talking to him while he is staying at the. The loft that the creators of Batman have put him up in over in London. From what I read, Don, he's supposed to be exercising regularly to stay in shape as Batman. He ain't doing a damn thing. He hasn't done anything. He says I he's think he's just, a pothead. Well, I that would not be like a shocking next page right. if we turn in it said <laughs> while smoking marijuana. I mean but he is he's just an oddball. He kind of strikes me as it like an alley cat. Now, 
part of that is because, and I resonate with this, he mentioned at one point they have him eating a specific diet of food while he's doing this this role of Batman in the new Batman movie that's set to come out October 2021, that he will sometimes just put Tabasco on tuna still ah! in the tin and eat it right out of the tin. <laughs> now, I want to I wanna hate on that, but when I was a senior in high school and my friend told me that that was a good way to get protein and all I wanted to do was get protein and creatine at that point in my life, I would eat it right out of the tin. But I was I was 17, and I have sort of grown past that. He is a multimillionaire living in London, eating like an alley cat right out of the tin of tuna. Wow. It seems like he, because he's already quarantined himself his whole life since Twilight came out. He mentioned (laughs) that he's been living a life like this. And so it, it just seems like his perspective is very much that of an introvert. He's an introvert. And so... He gets really worked up about doing an interview or mm-hmm. or doing a movie where he freaks out and his managers and stuff have to talk him down off a ledge going, you know what you're doing. He's very humble, I feel like. Huh. Very He's, self-deprecating. But, and I say this with love, you kind of just want to like splash some water on his face and be like, hey, come on, man, let's get your act together. You've done this before. He's really in his head before these interviews. He said he used to drink tons of coffee. He almost had to create uh, an internal state of of adrenaline and almost anxiety for him to perform in huh. these interviews, and then his agent, his publicist, call him after and say, "What fires did you set that now I'm going to have to that now I'm going to have to to put out for you?" Um, he he even said, "This is an odd little look into his life." I and again, I I I've, I only want good things for Robert Pattinson, but he feels like the friend that I would just say, "Okay, you're too high maintenance." He had three people call him to remind him that he had this GQ interview. (laughs) I say, you got to be a grown-ass man at some point and set your own reminder, man, for your GQ interview. Yeah, yeah. And his friends, I'm sure, just play into it. But I mean... I'm like, come on, bud. You, you, Come on, man. Like, he's the guy you're trying to say, all right, pick up the phone, call this potential employer. You need to get out of the basement. Yes. And I get there's there's an element of it to Don's point that I think there is there there is either a, a humility, insecurity, or a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a part of that that is endearing. You know, he does not feel like he deserves the attention or recognition that he gets. He probably you know he doesn't feel like he's fit for the, for the movie star life. Um, and and a part of that is endearing. There's another part of it that as you read it, you're like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I would just work him right out of my circle because I'm like I can't have you bring me down, man. You are you got to get your act together. But it's and oh, and then by the way, I don't run out of, out of time. At the end of the article, your reward for reading this long GQ article is that on one of the calls that he did with GQ, oh uh, one of like the FaceTime things, he said he wanted to cook just to do something that was. He said maybe it's a little pop art, maybe it's me being sincere, or maybe a combo of the two. Uh-huh. But he wanted to cook. This pasta idea that we That's had mentioned what I'm earlier, reading right now. and he had an idea about this pasta uh, and that you could hold in your hand, and he wants to sell it and turn it into a company. The reading, 
what happens as he tries to <laughs> put this together live on a FaceTime call, which includes at some point a loud bang, a flash of light, and him cr- crouching on the ground. That alone is worth the read. <laughs> it's just he like, took all these photos himself. Also, if you scroll through, oh, he's wow. a really great photographer, and he doesn't. His room is completely dirty. There's clothes all over the floor. Uh, the cover is so ugly. Like I love that he picked. They picked a very ugly picture of him because he tends to look a little. Extra beautiful, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Can yes. I just read a little piece of this? So he's Please. he's trying to figure out a type of pasta, mm-hmm. and he says uh, he usually uses he usually throws this in the microwave. Do you know that pasta that's like a little? It's it's like a blob, a sort of squiggly blob. <laughs> and so the person's like gnocchi, and he's like, no, no, it looks like um, it looks like sort of messy, like the hair bun on a girl, and the interview. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Viewers like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. That's the whole interview. Um, I mean, it just goes on. Like, what? He's really it's an, interesting. It, it's an interesting... If you're tired of reading polished interviews where they've oh, gone through a PR session... Oh, my good Lord and Oh, heaven. man, that's awesome. So it is entertaining in that way of just, this is just kind of who he is. This scatterbrained, insecure, am I the right guy for this role... I could see why he and um and I know we have to go, but I could see why he and Kristen Stewart were drawn to one another. Mm-hmm. They're both that same yes. category of weirdo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll link up the article at mytalk1071.com. Just look on the Donna and Steve uh, show links. I must tell you after the break about what I saw. A group that currently exists on Facebook. My head almost fell off of my body when I read this aloud to my wife this morning. I will tell you what is out Ooh. there, and if you want to be a part of it, you can. That's coming up after the break. If you see something, say something next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Don't forget, uh, as we keep navigating the Verona, excuse Verona. me, Verona, the Corona virus. See what I did? I flipped one. I see. Um, day by day, um, just like our clients, we're going to continue to feature Open for Business Monday through Friday on our weekday shows. We've got, uh, we're have got we going to be talking to one of our advertising partners coming up yeah. today uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. So keep listening for that. We'll hear uh, ways that they're adjusting their business to serve you and keep their employees safe. Which is really important, too, because sometimes we don't know, wait, is that business open? And you have a need, but you're thinking, oh, they're closed. So it's best not to presume. So we're letting you know folks are open, how they're doing business a little bit differently now. You can tune in live or you can catch up on what you might have missed at mytalk1071.com, keyword open. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay. I saw something that exists on Facebook this morning. And I just, I just had trouble. I had trouble believing that it's real, supporting it. 
And I believe that everybody like finds their own corner. We all have different interests, different hobbies, and I get that. This might just be too far. There is a Facebook group where people pretend to be ants, like like the insect. <laughs> what? They act like ants. Uh huh. They take orders from a queen, and at times they'll also <laughs> discuss ant-related subjects like food on the ground. And even the topic of Paul Rudd in Ant-Man. But for example, now, <laughs> here's great. where it gets really whack. Uh, for example, the, the queen of this ant group <laughs> recently posted in, <laughs> recently posted an order on Facebook to dig. And more than 13,000 people oh. responded in the comments with just the word dig. Oh, 13,000? <laughs> dig, 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 yeah. dig, dig, dig. Oh. In another post... In another post, someone put a picture of ice cream <laughs> and wrote, quote, remember, they're ants now, found snack, need help eating. It got 3,100 responses of people saying, lick or munch. <laughs> what? I love it. I what love is it. this? Ew. So it's like this weird like little culty thing yeah. where there's the queen ant and the queen ant gives you a command. <laughs> and this then you... is like that... Game Dawn plays. Animal Crossing? Farm no, the, uh, the <laughs> like Pokemon? Dra- dragons and Dungeons. Dungeons, Dungeons and, and Dragons? Dragons? Oh. This Isn't it is, like role playing? Yeah, yeah, this feels different. I, I sat in with a Dungeons and Dragons um, group once at a, at a local community college and found the whole group of people to just be lovely, really, really sweet kids, and they were fun and didn't take themselves sure. too seriously. It was great. Can, did you read this the description? This is whack. This is whack. In this group, we are ants. Mm. We worship the queen and do mm. ant stuff. <laughs> Welcome to it. the colony. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Don. There's still time for you to get in because I want to uh, do it. They had a hundred thousand members when um, back in March. Now quarantine will do funny things to you. There's 1.8 million people that are that in the group. So well, how do I find it? Uh, let's... You just click on that. Um... Where it says yeah, group. Yeah, if you go to the story, there's a little link down there for group. Uh, you're going to have to apply, Don. Good thing you have your resume up to date. <laughs> because you have to apply on Facebook, and then they have to approve you. Like any you know group worth anything, you got to get approval to get in. From the queen, presumably. Oh, all hail Found the queen, is what it says. Need help. Munch, 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 munch. Lick, lick, lick. Hang on, honey. I have to comment. I Why? The queen just said that she found some ice cream and needs help snacking. Munch. <laughs> It could be worse. It could be flies. You After know? you had a pet house fly, Donna, it's sort of callous to hear you say <laughs> I that. I know, Frankie. Ants are hard workers, man. You ever have an ant farm? No. Never done that. You? No, but I've always been intrigued. Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, there used to be an ant farm that was featured on that. And I used to really enjoy the look of it. I bet your kids would like it. I bet they would. My they son loves watch insects. Little ants. Yeah. Go through and dig, dig, dig. Yeah. And lick, lick, lick. Lick, lick. Munch, 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 munch. That'd munch, be fun. Munch. Or how about... Um... Join the group, Don. I need you to join the group. Kay. You have to infiltrate this group. And then we need ant oh. group updates on Facebook. <laughs> but you know what's going to happen? She's going to go in as our covert mission. And then they're going to turn her. She's going to rise to power in the ant Facebook group. <laughs> She's going to become a queen. Oh, and she's gonna she's gonna bail on this whole operation. We need you to get intel in there, okay? Oh, great! I'm gonna try to join right now. Are you really? Yeah, I don't really do anything on Facebook anymore, but I'll do this. This. 
Okay. As long as it doesn't involve politics. Cool. In this group, we worship the queen and do ant stuff. I have to, you guys, I tried to join. I have to take a quiz about ants. (laughs) (laughs) Since who contributed most to art history? Marie Antoinette, Ant-Man, our queen, Susan B. Anthony, Doja Ant. Our queen. It should always be our queen. Oh, oh. Is that the answer to every question? Read another question. Have you watched A Bug's Life? I mean, yes. I've got to say yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please read rule seven, Ooh, eight, and nine. That might be bad. That's going to be bad. You a bug's think that's life bad? is bad. Yeah, because a bug's life came out the same year that DreamWorks Ants came out. <gasps> Damn it! That's Should a trick I question. say no? I think you have to say no there. Oh no! I think that's a trap. And they're Shoot. looking to you know separate. The it's only from one. The it's only one question. Okay. Mm. Please read rules seven, eight, and nine. Okay. 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 No I have the rules here. No sexually explicit, gross, or violent content. Oh, that's fine. content. Oh, it does say. Oh, content. that's funny. Uh, no human politics. Yep. We're all just here to have fun. Um, okay. Oh, also, they're removing all posts and comments regarding COVID nineteen right now. It doesn't affect the ants. At least science hasn't shown that yet. <laughs> and I um, agree to the group rules. You guys, those are two questions. There, I'm scared about. Have you, you watched have to, A Bug's Life? That is. Maybe I, I should like private a... message somebody in the group. <laughs> I feel like say, what is the answer? I'd like I really to phone a friend. An ant. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I think you have to say no to that and submit. Okay. Let's see if we get in. Uh, oh, okay. I'm scared. I'm scared. <sighs> All right. Dawn will give us an update when we come back. And then we will talk music. Got a couple of songs we want to get to. Yeah. Okay. Go's got a new song. It's COVID themed. Michael McDonald has a great. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 